right, we're taking our Bibles and turning to John 16, John 16. <clears throat> I haven't stopped running and flapping my arms and screaming and singing since 430. <sighs> Amen, that, that was fun, but I do pray for Pastor, obviously uh, he came this morning. Uh, probably shouldn't, but uh, loves to preach, loves to be here, and uh, and wore himself out, so he was not feeling well this afternoon. Uh, so pray for him, uh, pray for my my wife. Uh, that's why we came at five fifteen, because uh, she's she's not doing well, and so we uh, myself, Miss Healy, we we patched it all together until she gets back. Amen. And uh, but so pray for her, and that's it. She'll be getting. There's tons of other sick. Uh, those are the two that. Uh, Made me work hard tonight. He's not here, so I'm doing this, and she wasn't here, so I was sweating and running everywhere. So, anyway, pray pray for all the ones that are sick. Uh, tonight we're going to uh, speak on a subject uh, that you don't hear a lot about uh, in our day and time, especially if you watch the news. I don't care which news channel you watch; uh, it's pretty much doom and gloom, uh, and and just just over and over and over and over and over. And I'm like, goodness gracious! Uh, but tonight. Uh, we're going to, the title of my sermon is Be of Good Cheer. Uh, be of Good Cheer. Uh, you know, I, I wish the news stations would read some of these verses that we're going to look at tonight. And, uh, you know, because goodness gracious. Uh, here in Jacksonville, I mean, every day you see the news, somebody got shot. Uh, you know, found a, de- a man dead in the street or found three shot here. I mean, it just everywhere uh, in Jacksonville. I guess that goes on in other parts of the world. but uh, And then, of course, the sicknesses, and, uh, and then, of course, you can go on to other things that, that just seem to doom and gloom, doom and gloom. But uh, Jesus was not that way. Uh, when he came to the earth, you know, he was not doom and gloom. He was be of good cheer. And I'll read one verse. We're not there, but I'll just read it to you. Luke 8, 1, it says, And it came to pass afterward that he, talking about Jesus, went through every city, and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. And so this is what Jesus did while he was here on the earth. He went from city to city, from village to village, or place to place, or person to person, and he just gave glad tidings. Uh, no gloom and doom stuff. Uh, now, obviously, with those glad tidings, if people don't accept them, there's some doom and gloom responses to that. Uh, glad tidings is, hey, you can be 100% sure you're going to heaven. Uh, but if they do not receive that, uh, there will be some doom and gloom that they will pay for forever. Uh, but uh, Jesus went about spreading good cheer, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight uh, so that we can go around spreading good cheer. Uh, maybe not spreading other things, <coughs> or sneeze, sneeze, or cough, cough, things like that, but let's spread some good cheer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity uh, that we have to serve you. Thank you for a great day you've given us. Uh, Lord, thank you for the sermon pastor preached this morning. Lord, I ask that you could help us to all apply it to our lives and and live that way. Thank you for Job and his testimony. And Lord, I do ask you to be with me now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jesus went about, and so uh, again, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those hype, hype, hype persons or, you know, things like that, what they might call social gospel. Uh, you know, I, I don't see, you know, pastor with a fro and a big smile like Joel Osteen. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that he could get all that going on up into a fro. I know I can't, and, uh, and we have the same barber. Uh, but anyway, but so I'm, I'm glad it's not you know social stuff and smile, smile, smile all the time, things like that. That makes me want to throw up most of the time. Uh, but I, but I am about being happy 
and uh, being excited uh, and, and saying amen and things like that because, you know, that's what we have to do. Uh, you know, if we do have to put up with the news and we do have to put up with some of the things out there, we can come to church and maybe just put that aside. Right, this is a time uh, for, for be of good cheer. And so I'm not advocating preaching social gospel uh, or even prosperity gospel. Uh, you know, Pastor didn't do the, the campaign that we did to raise all the money and promise you that you'd be a millionaire if you gave it. Uh, that's what some of these churches out there promise. You know, if you'll send me $1,000, I'll put your name on a brick in the walkway, and you'll become, I mean, God will just bless you, and you'll become, become a millionaire. Uh, mm. uh, anyway, so I'm not advocating social gospel or prosperity gospel. You know, if, if a pastor won't preach the whole counsel, uh, he's, not, he's not worth much. And there, there are some of those smiley smilertons, and that's all they just smile and lean and smile and lean and go get their hair done with their wife. And, uh, and, and you know, it's just, ugh. Uh, and, and but you know, Pastor, he preaches the whole council. Uh, there's some of the ones he even says right before he preaches. I don't like this type of sermon, but I am bound by the Word of God to preach all of it. Uh, and so I'm not advocating just you know, good news, good news all the time, social stuff, prosperity stuff, things like that. Um, but I am saying that we can work on ourselves uh, and be optimistic Christians and not pessimistic Christians. And uh, we can be that glass half full Christian and not the glass half empty Christian. And uh, if you have grandkids like I do, uh, you can be a a Tigger Christian instead of an Eeyore Christian. All right, I'll get over there in a minute. All right, no, we ought to bounce around and be the happiest person in the world. And, uh, and there's some people that, you know, lay on their back and Tigger's right there in their nose and they're like, okay, back off, dude. You're, you're too excited. You're too happy. Uh, but that's what type of Christian we ought to be. A T-I, how's it go? T-I-double-G-er. Uh, some of you are right there with me. You got grandkids or kids or you watch them yourself still. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but we, we ought to work on being an excited Christian. Uh, spread good cheer. Be of good cheer. Spread glad tidings like Jesus did. So another verse I'll read you where it tells us that we should be that way is in Romans 15, uh, Romans 15, I'm sorry, Romans 10, verse 15, and it says here, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel uh, and bring glad tidings of good things. And of course, we see here that, that we're supposed to preach the gospel, yes, but we're supposed to bring glad tidings. Uh, it ought to be upbeat. Uh, let's look at the positive stuff. There are some negatives out there, but let's look at the positive. Let's bring that out, uh, and God will help you through the negative. Uh, God will help, help you make it through. And so, obviously, uh, I used this uh, verse a couple weeks ago in uh, Saturday, soul winning, and uh, it says here, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. And I talked about our feet for a little while, and, uh, and some of you, you still want to see my big toe on my right foot. Because uh, it's, ugh. no, you don't. Uh, but anyway, you, you, know, we, there's a, you know, we have beautiful feet, uh, and that's not what it's talking about, uh, but it's, the, it's the, the feet that take the gospel. Uh, if you led someone to Christ Saturday, that's a beautiful story, and we ought to be happy about it, and that's glad tidings. Uh, if you got to uh, Wednesday, we went out, and I had several of the teenagers come to me, and I got all the way through the plan, and they said no, or I got all the way through the plan, and mom come around the corner, and, and they, were, they were disappointed. Uh, but they, I told them, I was like, God's just as proud of you. You got to give the gospel. Uh, you got to plant the seed. So let's look at it that way. Uh, yes, it's more exciting when they get saved. I get it. Uh, but we can, we can be excited about being able to plant the seed or water. Uh, and so 
We can have beautiful stories about that. Uh, and, 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 and I talked about uh, how we should take care of our feet uh, on that Saturday. And uh, we talked about different types of shoes uh, and, and, and so forth. And uh, I believe Brother Henson got some new, new balance for his birthday. And I'm not sure which number. All right, but anyway, there's, a, there's certain numbers of new balances out there that, uh, that you know, help the, help the feet. And uh, I don't think any of these over here would wear a new balance. All right, yeah. Nikes, maybe. I guess the newest thing is the Hey Dudes. Is, is that what it is? But anyway, uh, I see some shake heads out there. But uh, uh, they wouldn't wear a new balance. That's old man shoes, they say. But uh, we got to take care of our feet. I'm, I'm in that class now. And uh, I want to take care of my feet, make them last as long as I can. Why? Because I, I got some glad tidings that I want to share uh, for the rest of my life uh, and so forth. So I want to take care of myself, take care of my feet. Uh, but we see uh, that you may ask yourself, you know, well, how can we preach glad tidings in good cheer with the wickedness of this world? And so if, if you do, if you look at the shootings and you look at the murders and, and, and you look at the other, uh, other crimes against people and things like that and the robbery and the, and the looting and all the kind of things like that, say, you know, I mean, one little glad tiding in the midst of all that, what's it going to do? I promise you it'll help. Uh, you know, don't, don't pile on. Uh, let's do our part. That's what I'm saying. When Jesus got here, that's, he didn't start with that crowd. No, he, he started preaching glad tidings. And so we can be the one that brings a little bit of light to the situation. Uh, we can't explain all that away. That's just the wickedness of the world. And, and if you look at the political mess that's the, the, that the world's in and uh, listen to speeches and things like that and, you know, opinions and polls and, and you're like, oh, you know, what's glad tidings going to do with that? They're just going to cheat anyway. Uh, you know, the, what can I say? Uh, and so forth. Uh, and then, you know, the doom and the gloom and the fear of right now, the doctors telling you, you know, you're, you know, You've caught this, and you've got that, and, and, and so forth, and five million people have it in Florida and all that stuff. It's just doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. What can we do? Uh, but I promise you, this next list that I'm fixing to give you does more to hinder the glad tidings than that, because uh, I can tone and close out the news, and I can close out the political stuff, and I can, like, ah, oh, doctors and the doom and the gloom and things like that. God's going to take care of it. Uh, I can put that in, in perspective, but these ne this next list we all battle with, and it robs from the, from the glad tidings more than the, the political stuff, more than the uh, uh, worldly wicked stuff and the doom and gloom and the sicknesses, and we'll be in uh, John 16 here in a minute, but uh, the first thing that blocks that joy or those glad tidings or that good cheer is sin blocks joy of the Lord. Psalm 51.12 says this, and here's David. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, or thy salvation. Uphold me uh, with thy free spirit. David had messed up. Uh, and when you mess up, whoo, those glad tidings get sucked out. Well, what happened? He, he, he cried on his bed. I mean, he was drowning in his tears. Uh, he couldn't give glad tidings. Why? Because he had sinned. And so more than the wickedness of the world, more than the politicalness of, of junk of the world, and more of the doom and gloom with the COVID and so forth of the world, our sin drains us of those glad tidings you know we can we can amp ourselves up and i'm gonna be optimistic and i'm gonna be half a glass half full guy i mean gonna be a tigger christian and i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna tell them the good news but if we're living in sin it's gonna suck suck it all out of us and so that's what david was saying please restore unto me the joy of thy salvation we've all heard the little uh, acronym there joy jesus others and you i saw one the other day it said how about j for jesus 
O for nothing between for the O and in you. Right? O, nothing between. That's where we're going to be optimistic. If we can make sure that there's nothing between my soul and the Savior, that'll give you glad tidings more than fixing the wickedness and fixing the politicalness and fixing the, the sickness. Uh, if we can just be right with God and not have sin in our life, we'll have glad tidings. Uh, the next one, the lack of, not only the, the sin will block uh, the joy and the, and the glad tidings and the good cheer, the lack of faith blocks joy of the Lord. Hebrews eleven six. but without faith it is impossible to please Him. So you can have uh, amped up speeches. Uh, you know, that's, that's the thing these days for all the teams. They'll have an amp video and, you know, locker room chats and, you know, all the bouncing up and down and the woos and things like that to get themselves hyped up. Uh, and again, I, I didn't see that going on Saturday in the soul winning meeting. You know, we weren't, we weren't doing jump or we weren't doing all the, the high five and things like that. We were, we were talking spiritual stuff. Uh, so we got to have faith. Uh, get rid of the sin. Get the sin out of our life so there's nothing between my soul and the Savior. And then have faith that God's going to do something. Uh, that will help us spread those glad tidings. And thirdly, uh, as far as the way the induction, prayerlessness blocks joy of the Lord. Uh, James 4, 4 through 7 says this, Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And here it is. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the God of peace, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through, Je through Christ Jesus. So we see here that if we can get rid of those three, the, the, the political stuff and the sickness and the, and the worldliness, it'll take care of itself. If we can just keep the sin out of our life, and have faith in God, and pray, and ask God to, to do it, we'll, we'll do these three things. We're going to look at three, three ways. We must look at God and realize, number one, we must look at God and realize, number one, that we're saved. All right, we're talking glad tidings. We're talking be of good cheer. Uh, and so if we, if we put it all in perspective, uh, the, 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 the wickedness, the political, and the sickness, and even those three things we talked about, if we can just put it in perspective and say, I'm saved. I'm saved. Uh, look what it says, in, uh, and I'll read it to you, Matthew 9, 2. It says, And behold, they brought him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And you know the story of the Pharisees, like, who's this guy I think he is? Telling this guy his sins can be forgiven. Uh, but he was God. That's who he was. And he, he was the only one that had the right to say that. Uh, but he, he knew what they were thinking, and he was like, would it be easier for me to just tell him to rise up and walk? And he did, uh, and showed them he could do both. But we see here, Jesus said, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven. What happens when you get saved? Your sins get forgiven. Uh, and that's why this guy, he, he went running home, leaping and, and, and rejoicing, and went and told everybody about it. Romans 5.11 says this, and not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have received atonement. And so not only did Jesus say be a good cheer, we can have joy once we realize we're saved. Uh, and so if you look at the, or listen to the news or watch the news or listen to some you know, person that's always doom and gloom, uh, you know, just start thinking about your salvation. And uh, that'll bring some good cheer to you. Um, I hope you'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Uh, why? Because I know I'm saved. And uh, I couldn't save myself, but he could. And so when I was 10 years old at Calvary Baptist Church in Marietta, Georgia, I walked the aisle and I got saved. And that brings me 
happiness. Uh, you know, that makes me want to jump on somebody's chest, T-I-W-G-R, and say, I'm saved. Uh, and uh, okay, I'm glad you're excited about it. All right. Eeyore, uh, are you not excited that you are saved? And uh, well, somebody will probably take it from me. Uh, no, they're not going to get it from me. Uh, I'm saved. I'm saved forever. Uh, I, I couldn't save myself, but Jesus saved me. And then not only could I not save myself, but I, I couldn't keep myself saved. But he has. All right. This October, uh, I will be 55. So he's kept me saved for 45 years. All right. For 45 years. That's longer than some of you have been alive. Twice. Maybe even three times. All right. He's kept me saved for that long. And he's going to keep me saved until I see him. I cannot lose my salvation. Uh, and then not only does he have the power to save me and to keep me saved, he has the power to save my loved ones and anybody that I give those glad tidings to. Uh, I can't go up to that door and save anybody. Uh, I remember saying that when I was like, you know, 15, when I first started soul winning, led my first soul to the Lord, and I came back and told my preacher, I saved somebody. And he's like, well, come here. <laughs> All right, uh, you know, no, you didn't save anybody. Uh, he didn't want to throw water on it, uh, but he wanted to explain the, uh, you know, the way I should say that, that Jesus allowed me to lead someone to Christ and that he saved them. Uh, but not only did, did he save people that I've led to the Lord, he saved my loved ones. Uh, you know, I, I, I've led my grandfather to the Lord, I've led aunts to the Lord, I've led uncles to the Lord, I've led cousins to the Lord, uh, and they, 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 he saved them all. And now i got a list of six that I pray for every day. All right? And uh, he's going to save them. And I remind him of it every day. Lord, I want you to save those six. All right? Starting with Colton and going all the way down to Ellie. All right? I want you to save them. I'm going to do my best to witness to as many people as I can, but I want you to have somebody witness to my grandkids, and you get them saved. And we talked about that in Sunday school this morning where Colton told Jason that uh, you do the top ones, Dad, I'll do the bottom ones. He was helping him put tracks in the mailboxes over in Spain. And he asked, why are we doing this? And he said, because we want people to get saved. We want people to get Jesus in their heart. I want to get Jesus in my heart, so it's starting. All right? Uh, and I told Jason, I was like, well, you know, y'all two got saved, you and Brian got saved way early because, you know, you had preachers in nursery, <laughs> you had preachers at child care, uh, you had preachers at home, you had preachers at school. I mean, you got preached to all the time, and you needed it. Uh, and so I said, you got saved earlier. I was like, y'all are doing a great job. It may take a little longer, uh, you know, because he's not getting it as much as y'all did, but praise the Lord for that. And then all the way down the list, I can't wait till all six of them get saved. I'll be excited, and uh, I'm happy about that. So that's great, great tidings, and be of good cheer. Uh, so not only should we look at God and realize that we're saved, secondly, we should look at God and realize we're safe. Right? Not only are we saved, we're safe. Uh, you know, if, if, if God wants me to get shot, that's just my avenue to heaven. Uh, if God wants me to die of some sickness, that's just my avenue to heaven. All right? So I'm safe until he's ready. Uh, there's nothing that can take my life away from me until God okays it. And so I'm safe. Now, I'm not saying be stupid. You know, go out and walk on top of a building. You know, God's going to keep you. No, Jesus was offered that. Throw yourself off this pinnacle. Nope, I'm not going to tempt God. But he's going to take care of me. And so we're not only saved, but we're safe. Matthew 14, 27 says this. But straightway Jesus spoke to them and saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. 
kind of similar place in Mark 6.50. It says, for they, shall, or for they all saw him and were troubled. This is when he was walking across the water. And immediately he talked with them, saying unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Jesus, in this day and time, is safer than any stupid mask you can wear. I mean, I've seen people wearing three of them. And if they would just get saved, God would take care of them. Right? Jesus is safer than any vaccination or booster that you can get. And if you want to take them and do them, God bless you. If you don't want to, God bless you. But trust Jesus. If you're saved, He's going to take care of you. Uh, now, obviously, I mean, it's, it's medical stuff. They're way smarter than I am. If they, if they say I need to take something or whatever, that's, that's one thing. But I'm trusting Jesus more than I am any vaccination. Uh, I'm trusting Jesus for any... I've seen people that, you know, they have storm shelters. And if you live in a place, I guess, where there's tornadoes left and right and, uh, you know, things like that, I could see. But, again, Jesus is going to take care of me. Uh, my aunt, man, if it drizzled, boom, she went home, boom, in the storm shelter. And, oh, there's clouds in the sky, boom. I mean, again, I'm not going to be stupid and go out there, you know, stand up on the highest pinnacle I can find when it's lightning, you know, with a golf club maybe. All right, but you know, I might grow some hair back, and I might try it. But anyway, I'm not saying be stupid, but Jesus is safer than any storm shelter that you can find. Uh, he's safer than any any of our own reasoning. Jesus is safer than that. He's safer than any political party. He's safer than any retirement plan, and I'm and I'm I'm for all that stuff, but I'm not going to put it above Jesus. He's going to take care of me. Uh, not only am I saved, I'm safe. And then we, look, we should look at Jesus and realize not only are we saved and safe, but number three, and this is where we are in John 16, but we're stronger. We're stronger. Not in ourselves, but we're stronger. Let's look at John 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33, and it says, These things have I spoken unto you. That in me you might have peace. You're safe. You're saved. You're taken care of. I want you to be at peace. I want you to be happy. In the world you shall have tribulation. So I realize all that junk's going to take place. The political stuff, the sicknesses, and the wickedness. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And it started out right there, these things. And so usually when you find these things in the Bible, you can go right back up in the chapter a little bit and you can find out what things he's talking about. So let's look at verse 7. In verse 7 it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So we have, Jesus is in heaven, but he gave us the Comforter. And with him, we're stronger. We're stronger. Uh, look at verse 23. Verse 23, he's talking about these things. Verse 23. And in, this, and in that day ye shall ask me nothing, verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask in the Father, or ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. So not only when he went away did he give us the Holy Spirit, uh, but obviously he gave us prayer. And with the Holy Spirit and with prayer, we can be stronger. Uh, and again, not in ourselves, 
uh, but we can be stronger. Why? Because the Bible says uh, that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And the Holy Spirit's in, of, in us. So we can see that John 16.33 tells us to be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And 1 John 4.4 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And so God is stronger and if the Holy Spirit's inside of us and we have prayer, we're stronger. Uh, so not only are we saved and saved, we're stronger. So uh, he, he gives us some things to help us to be stronger and, and be confident. Uh, obviously, uh, I've played uh, flag football. Uh, you know, obviously, we called it sissy football. And I've played tackle football. Uh, and again, and I've been rednecked and played tackle football without the pads and without the helmet. All right, and uh, and again, I'm I'm just stupid enough, I guess, to just knock the slop out of somebody, whether I'm protected or not. But when I had those pads and, on, and that helmet on, man, I was ready to go. Uh, let me break somebody in half, uh, and uh, and things like that. Why? Because I, I had the helmet, and I had the shoulder pads, and uh, that was my favorite thing to do as a free safety. That guy, that, that, that offensive end that came right behind the linebackers and thought he was going to catch a little sweet pass right over the middle. <laughs> All right. Uh, targeting, I would have probably got called for it lots because uh, I broke a lot of them in half. Why? Because I had that helmet on and I had those shoulder pads on, so I, was, I felt stronger. And you put them on, you strap that thing on there and buckle it on. All right. If you've never had them on, I don't, I don't know, but it, it, it makes you feel strong. But the Bible gives us a list. The helmet of salvation. So if I'm saved, uh, I can be that kamikaze. Uh, I got the helmet of salvation. Nobody's going to take that away from me. And then we, we can, we can uh, gird our loins with truth. We got the truth. We can have the breastplate of righteousness. Not our righteousness. It's filthy rags. But we have his righteousness and on that breastplate. And our feet shot with preparation of the gospel. I can go give the gospel. And I have the shield of faith. Uh, we can take that uniform and we can be stronger. So in conclusion... I'm telling us to be of good cheer. Why? Because we have his pardon. We're saved. And we have his power. He's going to keep us safe. And we have his presence. All we have to do is breathe his name in prayer. And then we can have that peace that that provides. And we have a promise that he'll do that until we see him. So in conclusion, we'll see here. Why should we be of good cheer? Because of two things. One, because we got the Spirit of God. Listen to what Acts 23, verse 11 says. And this is uh, obviously Paul. And it says here, uh, and, and that night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for thus thou hast testified to me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. So Paul's standing there. He's been preaching and preaching and preaching, and he's gotten caught, and he's going to be killed, they said. And Paul was okay with that. He was saved. God was going to keep him safe till he took that avenue of whatever it was. We got home. He was stronger because he had the Holy Spirit and so forth. Uh, but God told him that night, be of good cheer. And he stood right there with him. He said, you testified to me in Jerusalem, so I'm going to keep you alive till you get over there in Rome so you can do it again. Uh, and so we, we have the Holy Spirit to stand by us. And lastly, we have not only the Spirit of God, we have the scriptures of God. Acts 27, 25 says this. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, and it shall be even as it was told me. And so, obviously, all of us in this room, it was told of us about all these stories 
right from that right there. And that, that's a promise. And we can be of good cheer because why? We got the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Until I'll be with you. I'll keep you safe. And we got the Holy we got the Word of God. So, three things. Why should we be of good cheer and spread glad tidings? Because we're saved. And because we're safe. And because of what God's given us, we're stronger. Every head bowed, every eye closed.